G'day Sports by Fry fans, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast here late on a Monday evening after watching a little bit of World Cup action. Boomers now move to 5-0, I'm going to discuss them in a little bit of depth later, but I want to talk about the weekend that was, huge weekend in the sporting world. I'm going to get started with the AFL finals. First week of action pretty much went according to plan. I think there was, maybe you could say Collingwood was a bit of a surprise getting up over Geelong, but most of the results went the way that I thought they would. They were all pretty average games, actually, to be honest, but sets up a pretty interesting game, or set of games for the second week of finals, semi-final action. Friday, we'll see Geelong and West Coast go head-to-head with the Giants and then Brisbane clashing on Saturday. I'll probably aim to do a podcast later in the week with JLo and preview week two, look a little bit back at week one and talk a little bit about the NFL as well. But there were some big stories to come out of the weekend. Jordan Dugowie doing his hamstrings. Pretty severe news for the Pies. Dugowie is heading off to Germany to try and uh, remedy the situation, but I think he surely can't get up in time, even if the Pies do make a grand final, right? It's too much of a risk to play him, but watch this space. It'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Toby Green today was declared fit, ready to go against the Lions. They've got the tribunal cleared him of any misdoing against Marcus Bontempelli. Got a huge fine for kind of rubbing Bont's head into the dirt, but no suspension, so he's uh, free to go. I did last week publish the Sports by Fry Brownlow from a fantasy perspective as well, so... If you haven't checked that out, make sure you do it at sportsbyfry.com. Probably know who's the winner, but uh, I'll tell you what, it was a closer count than I expected, and it was definitely interesting to crunch some of the numbers after a pretty interesting 2019 from a fantasy perspective. That's going to do it for the footy, though. Diving into the second topic, week one in the NFL. There's a few games still left to be played tomorrow morning Australian time, but... Last night, while we were probably asleep, big slate of NFL Sunday games kicked off and there were some pretty noteworthy performances and pretty noteworthy news as well. Nick Foles, the Jacksonville Jags quarterback, and Tyreek Hill both hurt their collarbones. Different areas, I think Tyreek Hills was closer to his sternum in the middle of his chest while Nick Foles actually fractured his, I think. But both of them are set to miss a pretty handy chunk of time. Foles for about six to eight weeks. Tyreek Hill's injury doesn't seem as severe, but... He'll miss a couple of weeks as well. So fantasy coaches, that's definitely relevant to remember. Speaking of Tyreek Hill, because he was out, went out uh, late in the first half, his teammate Sammy Watkins had pretty unreal game, career game actually. Caught nine balls for 198 receiving yards. Like I said, career best numbers, but scored three touchdowns as well. So that made him... To date, the highest scorer in round one of the uh, week one, I should say, of NFL fantasy action. Going off uh, PPR leagues, that is. I'm sure by standard leagues it might be a bit different. Regardless of whatever your scoring system is in your fantasy league, there's no doubt that Christian McCaffrey was chalking up some numbers. I stayed up a little bit past my bedtime and watched my Panthers kick off their season against the Rams. Didn't make it through much of the game, though. It was too bloody late for that, but... The, part, the small part of the game I did get to watch, Christian McCaffrey looked unreal. Uh, Dak Prescott, another bloke who I've taken in a couple of fantasy drafts who had some pretty huge numbers and looks like he's going to get a mass extension sometime in the near future. So he's someone to keep an eye on and watch how his year unfolds. Probably the biggest talking point out of week one though, and I've gone this far without mentioning it, but... Lamar Jackson really did dominate for Baltimore. Take it with a grain of salt because they did go up against Miami, who everyone expects to be the worst team in the NFL this year, but that doesn't take anything away from what Lamar did. Being called 
not really a quarterback. People have labelled him as a running back who sometimes passes uh, being a dual threat QB. He hasn't really got the greatest reputation for zinging the ball around, but that's exactly what they did against the Dolphins. They took on their cornerbacks and threw a lot of deep balls, and it led to Lamar Jackson throwing for a perfect passer rating, which doesn't happen that often, and I think it's the first time someone's opened to the season doing so in years. He also became the first bloke to open the season with five passing touchdowns since Peyton Manning about six years ago. So through for 324 yards, only had a few rushing attempts because clearly they were going for a pass-orientated attack. But great news for not only Baltimore Ravens fans, but those people who took a late flyer on Lamar Jackson in their fantasy league. He looks like he's going to be started by a lot of coaches heading into week two. One other player who wasn't there in week one, but will be playing in week two that I want to talk about is my third thing in the Fast Five, is Antonio Brown. He has had a crazy weekend, and I uh, slept through part of the news breaking, but woke up to find out that on Sunday he was no longer an Oakland Raider, but is instead now a member of the New England Patriots. If you haven't followed this story, let me recap it very quickly. So Antonio Brown, probably a top five wide receiver of all time already, still playing, got traded from Pittsburgh to Oakland in the off-season after there was a lot of uh, off-field drama that surrounded him in Pittsburgh and kind of ended his tenure there. Since landing in Oakland, he's had issues with freezing his feet in a cryotherapy chamber, wearing the wrong footwear. He then got into a massive, well not massive, but got into a dispute with the league over not being able to wear his helmet because his helmet said, the league said his helmet's no longer safe and he had to wear a different helmet. All of this going on under the eyes of Hard Knocks, which is the documentary series that follows one team throughout training camp. Then he was uh, fined for not showing up to mandatory walkthroughs. Then led it into him getting into a verbal stoush with the GM Mike Mayock and allegedly punting or throwing a football and screaming at him, telling him to fine him for that. And after all of this, these fines accumulated enough so that basically Oakland didn't have to guarantee him the $30, $29 million that was guaranteed when he signed his contract at Oakland. So he then released a video on Insta of him on the phone with the head coach talking about how this isn't fair and he just wants his chance to shine and blah, 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 blah. Then went to social media again to ask the Raiders to release him. And after a whole crazy week of, well, actually it's over an off-season, but most of these stories have unfolded in the last week, week and a half. After all that, Oakland decided enough's enough, cut ties with him. And then a few short hours later, he signs with the New England Patriots. It's going to be very interesting to see how this unfolds over the next week, month, and the rest of the season. Because if Brown is puts up similar numbers and is the player that we saw him be in Pittsburgh, that pretty much makes New England Patriots the penciled-in Super Bowl champs, in my eyes. They looked really good today against Pittsburgh, and there is a long way to go, but adding Antonio Brown into that mix, it's going to be dangerous and hard to stop. I've talked a lot about the first three things, so the last two are going to be very quickly. The fourth thing I want to touch on is a little bit of NBA stuff. I'm writing an article right now probably go out on Wednesday about bright futures and comparing the New Orleans Pelicans against the Oklahoma City Thunder, two franchises that pretty much blew up their current plan in the offseason. The Pels traded Anthony Davis away to the Lakers and then ended up getting that huge lottery win by landing Zion as well. So they're in a very interesting spot heading into 2019-2020 season. And then, of course, as you know, the Thunder traded away Westbrook and Paul George got a slew of picks and some solid assets in return. So I kind of 
looked at the two, compared their draft hands, compared their on-paper talent, and kind of picked who I think has the brighter future heading into a new NBA decade. Finally, the fifth and last thing I want to talk about, I wouldn't be doing my obligations as a sporting podcast if I didn't talk about Danny Frawley, who unfortunately today passed away in a car accident in Victoria. 56 years old, he was a day after his 56th birthday, so thoughts and condolences go out to all of his family, friends, and anyone involved with Danny Frawley. Very popular character in the AFL world and someone that will be sorely missed. Popular for all the roles he played throughout the media, was a St Kilda captain and champion fullback in the 80s and 90s, and then coached Richmond early in the start of the 21st century to a memorable prelim final. So rest in peace, Danny, for all of these things. only remind you how quick and easy something terrible can happen to anyone, really, just driving his car and then with us one moment, not with us the next. So you've got to make sure every day counts. And uh, in that uh, in that note, it's time for me to end this podcast, get some sleep, and make sure I can make the most out of Tuesday. Hopefully you enjoyed the Fast Five. Like I said, I'll be back trying to do a pod later in the week with JLo, previewing the second week of finals action and talking about all the NFL stuff from week one. But if I can't get the great man down, pinned down, then I'll probably do it myself Wednesday. At this stage, maybe even Thursday. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Peace.